0: Then I got to the point where I was stuck. It was like, okay, I knew that I had to change my mindset, right? I think for me, it was really a mindset thing, a mindset and an experience, because I don't really have people in my life that have money, let alone just, they're not even financially stable, right? So someone that has money, it's like, what do you do? How do you maximize certain things? I know I had a business. How do I maximize the business? I have a daughter. How can I prepare for her future? How can I also enjoy some of the money that I have been making? I think that was a big, huge struggle for me was there's different theories on how to become wealthy or stable. But for me, I realized the one thing is that I wasn't enjoying my own money. I wasn't giving myself a thank you for all my hard work and discipline.
1: You are listening to the Say Hola Well podcast, a show dedicated to help stigmatize the idea of wanting more money as a woman of color. More money, more options, not only for you and your family, but also for our community. I am your host, Lucy Key, Latina wealth coach on a mission to help more mujeres become investors in launch and online business. Just like you, I used to believe that I could only earn money if I was mentally and physically hard. And after learning about stock market investing and online business, I can tell you that there is a new way for us to create a legacy while living our purpose and not having to work as hard for money. So if you are ready to dive into understanding your money mindset, entrepreneurship, and stock market investing, you are in the right place. Welcome to the show. Hello, Yvette. Welcome to the Say Hola podcast. How are you? Hi, Lucy. I'm
0: doing well. Thank you. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you for making time to chat with us. I want to have a conversation with you about your audacious move to be part of the Say Hola Wealth Academy. But before we get there, I want people to know who
0: you are and how you got where you are today. All right. That's a long one, but I'll make it short. (laughs) So my name is Yvette sadek Jimenez. I am based here in the Los Angeles area in a city that's called San Pedro, and I am an immigration lawyer. I have been practicing for about 15 years, and I have my own business. So I've had my own business for about 11 years. I come from a very disadvantaged socioeconomic background, the first person to go to college, let alone law school. For me, I think the hardest challenge has been to figure out where I am and where I'm going. So before it was accomplishing an education or accomplishing a skill set that would help me become financially stable. Once I got to that level, then it's okay, what's next? So when you don't really have people in your life that kind of can guide you, you get into a very scary place. It's like a very positive place, but it's like, you don't know how to navigate the next steps, right? And I think for me, the most important thing was once I had my daughter, who is now five, I realized, wow, like, how can I help set her up, but at the same time, continue to set myself up. I think that was very important for me. Yeah.
1: I love that. And when you're talking about setting her up and setting yourself up, you're talking about financially being a stable. Am I correct?
0: Yes. So I feel like when I came to to you and to the group itself, I already felt like I was in a very financially stable place. I had already gone through the trauma of being a very broke lawyer, paying off student debt, learning how to save. So I had an amazing skill set when it came to trying to get out of debt and become financially stable. But then I got to the point where I was stuck. It was like, okay, I knew that I had to change My mindset, right? I think for me, it was really a mindset thing, a mindset and an experience, because I don't really have people in my life that have money, let alone just, they're not even financially stable, right? So someone that has money, it's like, what do you do? How do you maximize certain things? I know I had a business. How do I maximize the business? I have a daughter. How can I prepare for her future? How can I also enjoy some of the money that I have been making? I think that was a big, huge struggle for me was there's different theories on how to do how to become wealthy or stable. But for me, I realized the one thing is that I wasn't enjoying my own money. I wasn't giving myself a thank you for all my hard work and discipline. So, I think for me, that was one of the biggest things that I gained from being in the program with you was where I would just sit back and be like, oh my God, like you've accomplished so much. It's okay to gift yourself things, right? I can gift other people things, but for myself, I think I really struggled with that.
1: And you just dropped so many things that I'm like, yes, yes, you were financially stable. Yes, you have amazing skills in terms of knowing how to make more money, how to manage your money. And I love that you touch on, I was giving people things but for you it was hard to in a way pay yourself first not in a way of I'm gonna put money away on my retirement because you were already doing that but in a way of I want you to feel wealthy today because your future is already secure I want you to do more so tell us what are some of the things that you did as you were part of the academy to really give yourself the wealthy life feeling in terms of like the things that you gifted to yourself? Because I think that was very audacious, by the way.
0: Yeah, I think if you're talking about what I'm going to say, so one of the biggest things that I did was, so I love clothes. Anybody who knows me knows I love clothes. But what I did is I allowed myself to go like on a little mini shopping spree, right? I realized that I hadn't been shopping for a long time. I hadn't spent money on quality clothes for myself. And I actually hired a personal stylist. Yes. And the thing is, when you say those things out loud, it's there's when I say, oh, a personal stylist or a personal assistant or anything that you weren't really supposed to have, right, with your family background, like. There is a level of guilt that comes along with that. And so I think for me, it's combating that and saying, one, if you think about it, a personal style is its like, I have fashion style. Okay. No one's going to give me that style, but it's the time, right? There's actually somebody who actually finds the time to pick out outfits for you because I'm busy, right? And my time is very valuable. So I think that once you start to really value your time, your personal time, you realize that having a team to help you do things is Okay. That should be part of what anyone who is successful has. But for me, it was just very symbolic to have somebody assist me with my clothing.
1: I love that so much. I'm like, I'm drooling and I already know this story. But just as you are talking about it, you talk about like the things that we're not supposed to have. And I think that's part of the societal expectations of women, but also the cultural expectations as a Latina woman that we have to do it all that we have to be, in your case, the lawyer, the wife, the mom, and do all of these things. Can you do everything? Absolutely. Should you be doing everything? No, because you, your son of genius is serving people, is helping people really get like their citizenship, their permits. That is what really makes you happy. And so I love that you were able to utilize your money to give back the time, especially the time with your daughter, which Mm -hmm. is also very important. What would you say was one of the biggest takeaways from you? Because you talk about mindset, right? Maybe an exercise that you did, something that just really shook you in terms of, wow, I can't believe I've been doing this.
0: I think that what I started to do was I really started to shift money or the concept of gaining money or more as an energetic thing, right? So when I started to do that, it was almost like, I guess I'm an immigration attorney. I help people gain their lawful status. That is a huge life-changing thing for many people, for many immigrants, many families. And so I started to really learn to value the work that I do and not see it so much as like this transactional thing, but like, I am the person who is going to afford this family, this great opportunity. And when you do it that way, it's like, you feel like the money that they pay you feels really good instead of feeling guilty. So I feel like I have really learned how to channel money flow as a more of an energetic thing than a transactional thing. I think before it was more transactional based. Like When I started realizing that as a lawyer, I'm doing this, I started to really value more what I was charging. And I would really see it as an exchange, right? Because it brings me great honor and humility to be able to be part of someone's process And at the same time, it was allowing me to open myself to charge what I'm worth, right? Like I always knew I was a good attorney and it was just, it's always been very hard for me to charge. But when I started seeing the give and take and seeing it more as an energetic thing, I feel like just work was just coming in a lot easier. There wasn't so much of a hustle and it was, I was really giving each family that I help a part of who I am, which has a lot of value. So I think just seeing my business and my work as less transactional and more energetic. I think that was a big huge takeaway for me.
1: I'm like ready to cry right now. Like you are so right on what you're saying and we have to start seeing money as what it is. It's really energy. Sometimes we think about it's a piece of paper. Sometimes we also think it's a one-time thing, right? And it is not. Like you are helping perhaps one person, but you're helping change the trajectory of generations to come and the more you give to your clients and the more you serve them they're gonna see you as wow if it's more than just a lawyer like she's a human being who wants to help people stay together who wants to help people grow and not just in in terms of them having access to a green card but also in terms of I am helping you thrive from now on and to me that was just very impactful because you had one of the best months of your
0: career do you want to tell about that yes oh that's right I forgot about that so I think what I did is I set I set a number goal right I just but a realistic high achieving number goal and I talked to my assistant and we just made a budget of what are some of the goals and I think writing it down so in the 11 years that I've had my office I had the most successful month. I think it was February because it's the shortest month of the year. I think I, I had surpassed my goal, and my goal was a pretty high goal of what I wanted to to attain. And I just, for me, I think it was just like writing it down, but not just writing it down because I've always written stuff down, but really believing that I can achieve it. I still have a little board up here where I have a number, and the number is the amount of cases that I need and my average cost because I want to remind myself that. That number now doesn't make me feel like I can't breathe. Right. And it doesn't even clients don't even feel that it was really mostly me. Right. And so when I hit that number and I've been hitting them almost every month since which is amazing, right? Because before it was like, oh, this is a slow month. So I would psychologically tell myself it's a slow month, but there has been no no slow month. So when I hit that, I think that I really saw that I was changing it from within, right? Before it was like, I have to have a set amount of number in my bank account to feel safe. Now it's, I don't even think about that. I think more about how much can I do, but also realistically, I want to still be happy and I still want to have time. But hitting that goal, I think was just was huge for me. I think I realized I stepped into a different zone in my financial fitness. Yeah.
1: And that is the zone of you really embodying your wealth capacity and your ability to create your own money. And as you're saying this, I've been hitting my goals like every month. I'm like already crying. I'm just so proud of you because you literally have what I call like a whole 360 mindset revolution and Mm -hmm. the fact that you are still able to utilize the skills that you already had before you joined the academy plus the mindset work the identity of how you see money I know for sure that's just going to continue to serve you in terms of your finances but also the fact that you now have more time for your family and to do the things that you like so mujer if you are ready to create audacious money moves before the year ends i would love for you to join the waitlist for the next round of the say hola wealth academy in this coaching container i am going to teach you how to decolonize your money mindset and learn all things well building investing and income increase you are going to be fully supported by me and also be in a community where mujeres want to see you thrive si estas lista join the waitlist today using the link in the show notes let's build wealth juntas now let's get back to the show i want to ask you about in terms of your relationship with your partner change after being part of the academy
0: um so i think with him one thing that i've been a little bit more transparent about like where i want to go right? And also I've been really good at communicating with him when I see him say something that I probably would have said in the past. Oh, we're going to go, we're going to go buy this. Oh my God. And I'm like, well, why are you saying it like that? We're not, I've even practiced saying we're not poor. Like we're not poor. We come from a poor family, but we're not poor. And I think even those sentences, like you don't realize like how ingrained that is in you. I'm also a lot more comfortable talking to him about money before it was like, oh, let me take charge. Because that's one thing that I'm just, I've just always been a very independent person. So when you're married, that's not the role you want to take as the leader. You want to be co-leaders. I've used him as a soundboard to help me when it comes to ideas or plans for our future. I've also used a lot of the our language instead of the I. And I think that's going to make anybody feel good, even though, yes, maybe it's my income that does something. But without his income, we wouldn't have... The stability that we have. So, I think our communication has definitely gotten better when it comes to that. And I've allowed him to take on a role because then at the end, like I noticed I would be resentful because I would make all the decisions, but he was like, Well, you always take charge. So, I think also letting go and delegating certain things is very helpful in wealth building as a family.
1: Absolutely. And one of the things that I've experienced personally and also with working with all of you is that because we struggle so much to get where we are. Today, sometimes we take on the role of the house manager, right? Oh, I'm, I want to be in control of knowing where the money goes on managing, on making sure that we have all the payments. But when it comes to having the partner, that is something that perhaps wasn't a model for us growing up, right? Because either our dad or our mom was the only one in charge. But it's so important that as we continue to build wealth and grow money and even make money easier than our parents. Having that communication with your partner is going to also teach your daughter in your case that it's okay to use language like what you just said. Like it is our money, our goals, our wealth, right? Like knowing that, yes, you can still be independent, but you can also be in a partnership that is going to help future generations to just see that both people can be involved in the decisions of your household. What would you say to anybody who is thinking about investing in themselves or perhaps like being part of the Say All the World Academy and they're like, oh, I don't know if it's for me?
0: I think that the main thing is really getting involved with the group that that will teach you foundational principles. Even though I felt like I had those foundational principles, I still feel like throughout the process of the program, I was really able to look back and realize that because I had knowledge on so many of these principles, that kind of, you have to have that foundation before you can get to the next level, right? So I feel like also the women in the, even though we were all at different levels, right? So sometimes you're like, oh, look at her. She's here, but it's like, how did we get there? How did we arrive there? I think that's the most important thing. And if you are a person who was already financially stable, or you felt like, okay, I'm ready for what's next. I think also being around people who maybe aren't at the same level as you is very, for me, it was very symbolic of who I was, and not realizing that there is stuff that now I can teach someone maybe in their position and people at different levels will continue to humble you and teach you about yourself. I think one big thing that I learned too was just investing, just saying, I'm an investor. I'm going to invest, right? Yes, having money in the bank, like I've heard it's so bad, and that, but it, for me, I realized I was in a safety zone, right? And so you can't really progress if you don't come out of that safety zone. I think just being around money, being able to freely talk about money, being around other women of color, I just, there's not a lot of groups like that out there, right? So I feel like anyone who's thinking about it or who just wants to say, I want to learn the principles of just money, right? I feel like it would be a great fit, no matter where you're at in your financial stability.
1: Thank you, Avid. What are some audacious money moves that you're thinking
0: about making before the year ends? It's so funny because like now I'm like, oh, I have these problems, but There's such first world problems, right? But one of the things that I've been doing is I'm trying to buy an investment home. And the way I look at it now is I do it without fear. I do it with open arms and opportunity, but I feel like I'm also not in a rush, which feels so different from before, right? Before I would rush to get out of debt. And so I think for me now is like realizing that, yes, I'm going to have this new debt, but this new debt is an investment in myself and in my future. So that's one of the main things that I hope to do. And I also now invest a little bit more in the stock market. I do it periodically, automatically, and I don't really watch it. I just let it sit there. But just knowing that I have those, this new skill set really excites me for the future.
1: Yes, you do. I'm drooling. I went from crying to now. I'm like, I feel the energy (laughs) and I love it so much because coming back to, you need to know the foundation. You need to know the foundational steps to build. That is so important because sometimes we think, oh, it's just about how to get out of debt. Sometimes we think, oh, it's just about learning how to create a spending plan. And it's actually a lot of the foundational stuff is learning to decolonize your money mindset. Because, yeah, my goal for all of you is to be part of the academy be in a group, like you're saying, when people look like you, people have your live experiences, but also understand that the end goal is never to pay off debt and stop. The end goal is to continue to be comfortable with the money decisions, which change, right? For some people might be buying an investment property. For some people might be buying a multi-unit property. But I want people to see with that thought that no matter what decisions you're going to take, you need to be comfortable leveraging debt because that is what's going to get you to the next level. So thank you so much for being here. I don't want to leave you without asking you, what is your definition
0: of wealth? So my definition of wealth correlates a lot with health. I feel like personal health, mental health, physical health. So when I think of a wealthy person before, it was like, oh, a person who's just dressed from head to toe with designer stuff. No, now it's a person who has like a smile. A person who feels good about themselves, their body, their energy, and a person who feels like they're doing what they love more than they're doing a job. So for me, that's what wealth is. I feel like if you wake up every day and you look forward to something that you just love doing, you are a wealthy person.
1: Yes, I love it. And Yvette, if people are interested in working with an immigration attorney who can help them, whether or not they live in California, where can they find you?
0: So I can, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Abogada Jimenez or on TikTok. It's my new venture at Abogada Jimenez. And yes, despite the fact that I'm here in Los Angeles and California, immigration is federal law. So I can represent anyone in any state here in the U.S. or abroad. There's also a lot of issues abroad, but you guys can find me there and send me a DM.
1: I love it. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. And I just can't wait to keep checking on you and see how your well-building journey evolves. And of course, also hearing about your daughter becoming an investor.
0: Thank you, Lucy.
1: If you are looking for additional resources to help you start your well-building journey or online business, make sure you check out our blog at slash. Until next time, stay safe, stay strong, and stay inspired. On the Say Hola Well podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general informational purposes only and it does not constitute legal, accounting, tax, or other legal advice. Listeners should not act upon the content information without seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professionals. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liabilities with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liabilities for errors, inaccuracy, omission, misleading, or defamatory statements usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.